Everything you want is on the other side of fear. We're going to have to be vulnerable because you want them to listen to you and you want to learn about them. You're going to have to be vulnerable. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and over the course of this season, we will be talking with seven individuals who has turned their passion into a career. To finish this season, we'll talking about getting behind the mic, whether that's up on stage or even in a studio. Speaking in public is something many people find challenging, and this episode's guest has a wealth of experience putting her best foot forward in public. Fiona Cooper is a media professional and MC. Welcome, Fiona. Can you explain to me what is your business and what is your role in the business? <laughs> I am my business. <laughs> That's my role. Um, okay, so I have a couple of things on the go. One is my career that I've been really working towards my whole life from when I was a little girl, and that is being a performer. So I'm an actor, a voiceover artist, an MC, a TV presenter, and a singer. Um, so all things performance and stage and screen, that is me. And um, my other hat that I wear is as a skincare consultant, which um, you might think they're not intertwined, but they really, really work together and complement each other. Um, and I'm a mum. <laughs> is that part of my business? Definitely. That's <laughs> definitely part of the business. So there's a lot of our listeners out there that had always dreamed to be on TV, to be the voice on the radio, to be the MC behind this. What was the defined moment? How did you make this happen for you for a reality? It's been around forever, um, but it definitely was a decision because it's something you have to be very passionate about and to really uh, commit to and just keep going. The only way you'll fail is if you stop. So it was a, I do have a couple of defining moments where I made those clear conscious decisions, but I think subconsciously it's always been part of my existence and my being as a person, whether it was at home as a little girl growing up in Holland, always creating acts and putting on shows for mum and dad every single birthday, every single gathering they had sitting downstairs, flooding the downstairs living room full of cigarette smoke, would be upstairs creating acts and dances and performances and come down and show the adults. So um, I did grow up with a mother in uh, musical theatre and um, that was very inspiring to once a year go and see their big performance in the big theatre in, in town in Holland. And um, yeah, so I've always enjoyed it. I've always studied music, theory, played instruments. and um, But I did grow up with a childhood or with parents who said that's not a career that's not something you do as a professional you go to university after high school and you go and study and you get a degree and you get a good job and you go and work in corporate and you become very successful I do come from a family that is um, hardworking and um, passionate about what they do so um, that's the advice I followed until I grew up enough to come to my senses and um, part of that was also having children myself so I had Henry um, 
in well, 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago. And it really was a wake-up moment for me, one of my more conscious decisions where I had left a full-time radio career to be at home with my son and um, I would go back to part-time eventually. I was on maternity leave, so I was always going back to corporate to continue my career that I had devoted myself to. That was the plan and the baby would just fit in. He would just work that out. And then um, I realised when I'm at home with a child, I could go to that audition. I was at home with a baby. I wasn't being blocked by a full-time job. So I still had my acting agent at that stage from when I was a teenager because I used to do acting as a teenager. Um, I scored a few um, paid professional gigs on TV, Channel 7 and Channel 9 as a teenager. So I still had that agent and I just rang them and said, do you know what, I can go to those auditions now, throw it at me, what have you got? So then baby in tow, in the pram, breastfed, someone at the audition would just hold Henry, just had to make sure he wasn't going to vomit and I would just do that self-tape, do that audition and take him home again. And um, that was, yeah, now 11 years ago where I made the decision to go full-time because going back, uh, working part-time and job sharing in radio I didn't enjoy it at all. It wasn't great. So, but we tried it. And so that's when I made the decision. You know what? I've got um, something that I really enjoy and that I feel like I haven't ever really given it a proper chance. Let's do this. Let's go full time and build my own business around the baby. And living in Perth, you know, I couldn't just do acting because there isn't enough around. So I thought, well, what else can I do? And, um, once you open yourself up to things, things do come to you as well. If you speak to the universe, we're going to get a little <laughs> bit purple here for a sec, and you tell it specifically what you are after very specifically, at least you're giving the universe a chance to bring you some of that. And that's what I did, I guess, um, conscious or unconscious, I don't know. But I had a phone call from someone who saw me sing 10 years ago when I still had Henry the baby. He rang me and said, oh, we have our... Our lead singer, we have three gigs a week lined up for the next three months. She has nodules. I saw you sing 10 years ago. Are you still around and are you interested? And I was like, well, yeah. I get to be at home with my baby during the day. I have to learn 20 songs off by heart. This will be a good brain challenge. And then in the evenings, I can go out and sing. I can get dressed up. I can be in touch with the adult world, still have my outlet and go and help this band for three months. So I took it on and I stayed for seven years. So yes, some of it was a decision and self-driven, but also when you open yourself up to things like that, things will come to you as well. Anyway, that was a very long answer. That is, but <laughs> that, there's good value in there, but I just want to take you one step back to your mum in the house being a musical theatre. I assume she have encouraged you to sing and perform or was that something that was natural already part of you? I would say I was born a performer. Mm -hmm. Always loved the limelight. <laughs> um, yeah, embarrassingly, but it is what it is. And I guess people have always thought that I'm more confident than the average person. That's not to say that I think I'm great, but I just, I guess, maybe care less about what people think of me. Yes. So there's a lot of acting, performing 
already in your bloodstream, if you can say it like that, because you are such a great performer. You're an amazing MC. You know how to lift the room. And then your parents had not think that that was a professional job. But being myself in that industry today, I know that you cannot have an event without your MC. And your MC kind of make or break your event. Because if the MC is not in tune with the feeling you want for the event, that's not what you're going to get. And so with performing, I was spoken to somebody that want to organize one of my clients, they want to organize a get together as a party. And I said, okay, let's start with the venue. They said, no, no, no. Let's start with the band and the music person. Once we've get the music person, we then go and see what, what venues is available. And this actually happened this week. And I thought always the venue is more important. But what I learned this week, the performer, the band is so much more important than your venue because that is actually what make or break your event. Can you imagine a movie with no soundtrack? Exactly. It's so moving. I mean, I could be driving and I hear a song come on and I'm crying, hopefully not crashing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your children. Are they actors? Because I just imagined this baby had to listen to the 30 songs his mom had to practice. And when he was part of your life, I can imagine that growing up with a mom singing probably the whole day because you're not going to change nappies and clean house. You're going to practice your songs. Yes, but I would turn everything into a song. <laughs> I am cleaning your bum, 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 like whatever, <laughs> you know, just to keep the sanity because you're all by yourself, you and the baby for a little while there, most of the hours of the day. So that was a great way to um, help your own mental health and entertainment and have a good time together. So, yeah, you're probably right. My kids have grown up in a household um, more noisy and colourful than the average probably. Um, they Henry's 11 learning clarinet and doing really well. Billy does dance and has natural rhythm because she was in my tummy Till she was seven months in utero, I was up on stage rocking out, pretending to air guitar on my on my big billy belly. And um, yeah, so they, they've they always had it around them for sure. Yep. Curious to see what they do with it. It's up to them. They've only just started drama class once a week because I've resisted this whole time. We act all day at home. I mean, the kids have got a thousand different voices they whip out and an amazing sense of humour, I have to say, Henry, is so funny that I have to give him the space to not be funny all the time because we love him even without his funny. I need him to know that. You don't need to make us laugh to validate your existence. Yeah. You are enough. And I would like him to have a little bit of that peace around him. But it's so funny, um, very entertaining. And um, Billy, the younger, the girl, eight-year-old, emotional intelligence way beyond her years. And, and I, I hope... Some of it I'm sure she was born with it, but some of it I think would be situational environmental influence as well. Because like you say, when you're an MC, I start with who am I talking to? And then you work backwards from there. And I think she has some of that and a lot of empathy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see in 10 years' time what your children are going to do. But let's get back to you and your business. Challenges. You have mentioned earlier you got 
paying gigs as you were young. Has that always been stable for you or was there any challenges you have to work through? Absolutely, always challenges. Um, well, I guess the challenge is when you start anything newish or new, there is a period of time where you're caught between having uh, something to offer that is of a certain standard versus what comes in. So you need to earn your stripes. You need to get your experience up. So in the beginning, I mean, I'm still doing films now. I'm 25 years down the track being a professional creative person. And yes, in the beginning, it was on and off, dipping in and out around, you know, all the other things of life. And really, it's only been the last 11 years, 10 years that I've really just gone all in. I am still doing films unpaid now because as long as I know what it, why I would say yes. It might be a particular director that I really love their passion and their vision and, and what lies ahead for them and I want to work with them. It could be a role that stretches me that I've never had the opportunity to have a go at. Like at the moment I'm playing a woman who's been in a psych ward for 14 years. That's scary. I've never played a role like that. That It's unpaid, but I say yes for that reason. It's I'm going to learn and grow from it. Um, it's a story that needs to be told. So I'm happy to do it unpaid because I would love for this film to become real so people can watch it and, and take something away from it so it's contributing to our community. So you have different reasons for saying yes. But in the early days, for example, when I decided I would be a voiceover artist because I knew that I would love it, and so I self-drove the, the development of that by approaching different people in the industry. You've got to be careful with that because not everybody has the space and time for that. So, but I had an opportunity to pick the brain of a sound engineer in commercial radio and I offered my voiceover, my beginner voiceover services for free because um, I knew there would be clients who had no budget. So it helped them and it helped me to create my first ever voiceover reel. And so then I was able to say, look, here's some real life examples of me in commercials as a voiceover artist. And um, then I was a voiceover artist suddenly. So people were starting to book me as a VO. And I did have to invest in that way, doing some jobs for free. So they're the kind of challenges that you might come across when you're setting up or pivoting um, into an area and be happy to do that. And you will know when you get to a time where you need to promote yourself. You know your self-worth, tune into your instincts and you know when you feel icky about a deal, then you've got to reassess and go, okay, well, moving forward, I felt icky about this situation. How can I adjust that for next time so I don't feel icky? whether that's you feeling like you got jibbed or then you know it's time to promote and reassess. Yeah. Your biggest challenge right now? My biggest challenge right now as an actor is that I am turning 40 and I'm up against actors who have a huge list of credits. I don't have those credits. I've done a lot, but I don't have big Channel 7, Channel 10, Channel 9, Netflix, Stan. I have some of those credits, but not like a big name in a big series. I don't have that. So that's what I'm up against. I'm ready to expand. I've done a lot in Perth and I'm very grateful. I really feel like I, I am doing what I can to the max with what we have around us here in Perth, but I'm ready for the next step of expansion. So that's where I'm at. So I will be going up against women who have bigger credits. So 
Um, I don't really know what that means, but we'll see. But you know what is the beauty about this is we're living in a world that's so unpredictable. With the new generation come in, doesn't matter how much credit you got, because suddenly it turned around and the business that's not supposed to be the biggest name and most successful is suddenly one of the biggest names out there. That's the right. little coffee shop that's just down the road, suddenly you see it's a franchise mm-hmm. because there's a new movement of a generation that asks for something different. And I absolutely love that. I love that because nobody's secure of your credibility, but nobody also knows what tomorrow is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's right. And this is something I've been working on within myself for the last couple of years is to really tune into your own little bit of magic and don't play it down. Don't shy away from it. Lean into it because that's what will get you there because no one else is you. The way you perceive yourself, the way you believe in yourself, it's setting the bar for what others are going to believe in you and how others is going to respect you. So if you can have that confidence in your product, you get the people around you to have the same confidence. If you believe in yourself, the people around you, everyone else is going to see that belief and they're going to believe with you. The minute you've got that little bit of question and self-doubt is that minute that you actually take credibility away from you and your business. And do you know what I realised? And I hope this is helpful to someone else as well. I moved from Holland to Perth, Australia when I was 12. I didn't know a word of English. So what I did to survive when I kicked into survival mode all I wanted as a teenager moving to another culture and another language was to fit in. And that was the goal. And unfortunately, that stuck around for way too long. And so what I now, upon reflection, realise I did for a long time is I neutralised myself. And so now as I'm older, talking about that little bit of magic or that little bit of point of difference, I've been letting the Dutch come through. And whether that's through humour or the way you playfully dress yourself or whatever it means to you, Go with that. That's actually your strength. But I, I pushed that away for a long time just so I could fit in and have a group of friends and be accepted and not be picked on and bullied. And, but that's, that hung around till my late 20s. So it was probably 10 years ago when I had the kids. Yeah. Children are great for bringing you gifts like that. I was like, hang on a minute. And now you book me as an MC, And I think it's probably partly because of some of those things because – I'm a bit quirky because that's my Dutch um, heritage, which I did push away for a long time. So, yeah. And thank you for sharing that. There's so many of our listeners out there that struggle with the same thing. I just don't want to be different. I, I will sacrifice some of my best plus points just to not be different. But what I don't realize is your difference is the biggest plus point you have. So... On that same note, don't let it hang around. Don't let it hang around for too long. And if you listen to this today, just go embrace it. Embrace that what you don't see as your plus point. And sometimes we need to stop and sit back and see what it is. Because life gets so busy that we sometimes even forgot to know who we are Mm. as a person. Yeah, I would say two things on that. One is sit down 
carve some time out and we're all busy. So it could be like 20 minutes a week that you put aside as a sprint to dive back into your past. Because even coming today and having a chat with you, you know, it, it forced me to get my ducks in a row just about me and where I've come from and what's important to me. Um, and that's really important to make sure you stay in touch with yourself and re-meet yourself all the time because you're growing all the time and having a look back at where you've come from because you miss things. I forget sometimes. I would forget that I, I moved from Holland to Australia when I was 12. That's not everybody's story. Um, the other thing I would say about... Um, being okay with letting your uniqueness shine through and staying in touch with it and you know just being proud of it is it's scary and that's why it's very easy your fight or flight is to flight away from that rather than making friends with it and embracing it because it's scary but everything you want is on the other side of fear and something that will help you with that is okay we're going to have to be vulnerable because I'm really exposing myself now I'm letting all of me shine through that's being vulnerable but you know that's the key to human connection so if you want someone you want you want connection with people around you because you want them to listen to you and you want to learn about them you're going to have to be vulnerable you say that so well and say you want people around you to learn from them. Mentors? Was there any mentors on your journey? I, I think there's so many, so many. I learn from everyone around me all the time. And that's what I love about the creative pathway as well is um, I, I enjoy learning about people and their points of view. I learn from everybody every day because I'm very open to it. I, I seek it. I look for it. I did have a very a dip for the first time in my life a couple of years ago and I had to call on someone because it was either I quit everything I'm doing and completely change my life, turn it upside down or I get the help. And so I found someone who uh, I worked with for over a year and they helped me get out of a dip. And so, I, yeah, Vicky Mur Murgatroyd, so I would thank her. Um, but along the way, it's all, all the people around me and their voices and stories um, but in particular the creative people around me that we're always inspiring each other and your view on empowerment yeah um so this is going to pivot the conversation a little bit but I do have an online business as well which supports my creative lifestyle and being a mum and the whole reason when I came across this five years ago, I wasn't looking to add something into the mix at all. Life was already very busy. But when my friend Ellie told me about it and I did a little bit of investigating, the reason I said yes was pretty much purely empowerment because I realised this was a way for me to help other women also feel empowered, having more choice in their life, opening up their options to live life on their terms and spend their time in a way that they could also die with no regret. That sounds a bit full on, but that was, yeah, um, that is my little bit of empowerment in my life because I do love to um, help others in whatever way I can really, to spread some joy. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. So with your team, how do you empower them? Mm. It's a learning curve for me to be a coach and a leader in this position. Uh, so I lead like basically a global franchise of um, 
business owners who have their own virtual skincare shop front, an online business in skincare. And um, that is so I bring all of me, but still I'm always learning um, through personal development over the last five years on how to lead people effectively. Um, so I think it's really just about asking them a lot of questions and guiding them in that way for what's important to them and what they would like to get out of the experience and then showing them some options of ways that they can get there. Um, holding them accountable, asking them for permission to be their accountability buddy, like a personal trainer, you know. I don't want to go exercise, but if I hire a personal trainer, yes, I'll show up on that day, on that time. Just to get value for my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then once I've done it, I'm like, yes, I feel amazing. So I always keep that in mind. So, yeah, um, giving them a little kick up the bum when they need it because they might not do it for themselves. But mm. I know what they really want because they told me. And that's why we say empowerment come in all sizes, in all different colors, because everybody needs empowerment in a different way. Yeah, sometimes others believe more in us than we believe in ourselves. It's so common. Mm. So I'd love to be that person for someone. I yeah. believe in them. I see mm. their strengths and I'll remind them. Fiona, 10 years from today... Where is Fiona Cooper going to be? What is she going to do? Which movie is she going to oh play in? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I get so excited thinking about it. Um, yes, I will be playing, it doesn't have to be big roles, just a role um, that I think is a great story to tell or a character to bring to life on some paid platforms whether it be Netflix, Stan, Channel 7, 9, 10, ABC, SBS, whatever, just being part of storytelling and having the honour of um, bringing to those kind of things forward for people to create bigger understanding among us all between people in our community and um, have great stories told. So that will be me in 10 years. And um, if I'm flying away doing these projects, it would be really cool to live like somewhere semi-rural. So when I come home, I have this beautiful house in the forest with an amphitheatre. I want to build an amphitheatre so I can donate that space to artists who can, with no fee, every Sunday have live music that brings the community together and it gives a stage to those original artists so their music is heard. And they can sell the tickets and keep the money. That would be cool. And um, I'll still be running my, my uh, I'll be CEO of my skincare, global skincare business, empowering other women along the way. Love, love, love that. <laughs> so if there's anyone listening to us today that really want to move into the MC world or in the radio or voiceover, what advice do you have for them? Start. The only way to get rid of the elephant of it feeling huge and overwhelming and scary is just to start. Start small. Definitely get some training. You need skills. You need a toolbox. Don't just wing it. And that wouldn't feel good anyway. It wouldn't give you confidence. So go and get the skills, whether it's, you know, a course or online or in person and then just start so you know offer for friends weddings to be their MC, um, not the celebrant but the MC, and um, get in front of people because that 
you just want to expose yourself to the scary stuff because every time you expose your system to it, um, it will always be, there will always be nerves of some kind, but the more you expose yourself to it, again, the less of an elephant it becomes. So test yourself out in different scenarios, whether it's, you know, one friend or five friends or 10 or 50, 100. Um, yeah, and do little videos online. Like, they're so scary. Like, go live on your Facebook. Ah! The minute you push that live <laughs> button, you're like pooping your pants. So do it more and more and more because, you know, by, you'll get to a point where it doesn't phase you anymore. Or you post it and 10 minutes later you delete it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just expose your points whilst also learning the skills. And when you feel that little bit more ready then um, have the courage to start making some contacts in the right places. Yeah. I absolutely love how you said just start. Just take the first step because everybody got this dream one day. One day I want to do that. One day I want to do that. So what you literally say to them, start. Mm -hmm. Go look even if you have to start with a course or you have to offer yourself up or you create your own platform, just start. Start doing it. And we also know there's a lot of great mentors out there that can give you direction if you really don't know where to start or how mm. to start. Reach out to somebody in the industry that can be your mentor and walk the first steps with you so that you get there. Fiona, you always very entertaining for me. <laughs> can you entertain our audience? Because I know that we can do one whole radio ad with only your voice and then you don't even know it's just this one person's voice will you entertain our audience by just giving him three or four of these voices that you have oh my gosh <laughs> i know i put you on the spot okay well i can meet different briefs so if we have some sort of text i can go like full commercial retail um which is very kind of upbeat and higher in pitch and um, it has a cute little attitude to it or you could have a different brief again it might be corporate which is a little bit less personality and but still warm and what's another brief we could come up with hmm. see acting is different to voiceover again because then you're just like shazza from next door like that might be acting uh okay so first rule is you have to pre-read <laughs> Um, okay, I'll just read it and just to work through it and then we'll see what we can do with it. Conservation Corporation Africa is proud and delighted to present this cookbook, which contains the heart, soul and very essence of our passion for taking care of our guests and for all things African, not the least being our way of cooking, Pan-African cuisine. All right, so this is just me aligning my mouth with my eyes. CC Africa's total commitment to African hospitality has led to us establishing one of the finest lodge and safari circuits on the continent. And we hope that this collection of recipes and stories from those who create our food will give you a taste of just how much we love feeding you. Can you hear the difference a smile makes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the other thing that's really important is breath. So never speak, even in real life, if you uh, haven't taken a nice big breath. It'll be like bunny hopping your car, you know, with no petrol. All right. So what voice do you want to throw at me? Go on, challenge me then. You pick. You pick. You pick. You, pick. you can this pick is like saying This is like saying to a comedian, okay, go, be funny. <laughs> so we're going to go for um, Qantas voiceover. 
CC Africa's total commitment to African hospitality has led to us establishing one of the finest lodge and safari circuits on the continent. And we hope that this collection of recipes and stories from those who create our food will give you a taste of just how much we love feeding you. Um, what else can we do? That Oh, let's go a little bit retail. Oh my God. CC Africa's total commitment to African hospitality has led to us establishing one of the finest lodge and safari circuits on the continent. And we hope that this collection of recipes and stories from those who create our food will give you a taste of just how much we love feeding you. And now... Corporate deep Corporate. CC Africa's total commitment to African hospitality has led to us establishing one of the finest lodge and safari circuits on the continent. And we hope that this collection of recipes and stories from those who create our food will give you a wonderful taste of just how much we love feeding you. <laughs> At least there's a variety there. <laughs> Fiona, this was just such a big pleasure to have this conversation with you today. And thank you for that little bit of entertainment at the end of the day. You're such a legend in your career. What will be the phrase that you would leave our audience with today? Everything you want is on the other side of fear. If you would like to know more about Fiona, you can find her details in the episode description. This episode brings us to the end of Season 4 and Season 5 is just around the corner. We'll be back with more episodes very soon, so stay tuned. Until then, thank you so much for listening. I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.